0: You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you.
1: Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you. And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with AutoPay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without AutoPay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: This episode
0: of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com. Slash travel today to so get a free audiobook and thirty day trial.
4: It's time for Peter Greenberg, worldwide with America's number one travel news journalist. The world, the and now the man who travels over four hundred thousand miles each year, your travel detective, Peter Greenberg.
0: Hi, everybody. Peter Greenberg here, and welcome to the podcast that's done from a different location around the world every single week. One day, Canada. The next day, Thailand. Then, New York, London. You just never know. This week, we come to you from Hollywood, Florida. If you don't know where that is, we're not far from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but we're actually calling you from the Diplomat Hotel Resort and Spa. And why are we here? For a conference that most of you have never heard about, but it affects almost everything you do. If you travel, and if you travel online, it certainly does, it's Right. And, uh, this is a four day conference in which it's celebrating what two decades at this point, Mm -hmm. uh, in which it brings together every major mover and shaker in travel, uh, every major travel provider, especially the online players. You know, you want to talk about kayak, you want to talk about TripAdvisor, you want to talk about Expedia. They're all here and they're all here to figure out what the other guy is doing. And they're all here trying to figure out how they can do it better. And, uh, from a consumer point of view, that's why we're here to find out from them what's going on and share it with you. And joining me now, the managing director of Focus, right? Tony Destof, oh, hey Tony. Hey, you doing, Peter? So, describe what Focus I don't think I did it justice. So, No,
3: nah, you did a you did a pretty good job. So, we've been around for 20 years. We were started right when the internet started to make a difference in travel. So, we've been traveling, we've been tracking the online space. Now, we're traditionally we're a research company. So, 100% dedicated to the travel industry. We do market sizing, we do. We track consumer trends and then we track travel technology trends, and then we have a concert a, a con- conference that basically takes the research and puts it into a live format. I mean, walking
0: around your convention floor, it's a little staggering because there are companies that have names there that I have never heard of, yeah. um, other than the big players, and they're everywhere. I mean, and they all claim to be doing something better than the guy next to them, yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's sort of like you know how many different apps can you have on your smartphone. And just having a smartphone, as I like to say, doesn't necessarily make you smart. So what are you noticing? I mean, you're obviously doing the research, you're doing the trending. What's the biggest trend right now in internet when it comes to travel?
3: Well, the biggest trend is mobile. So everybody's moving to mobile. They're optimizing around mobile. Mobile bookings by our statistics uh, are doubling year But let's But de-
0: let's define mobile. We're not talking about something on my laptop especially. No. We're talk- it's even more intense than
3: that. We're talking about your smartphone. You're talking about either... the wristwatch. A, 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 exactly. Any wearable, that anything the way you could con- uh, transact and you're interacting. And So uh, travel in and of itself is mobile. So, yeah, people are, are using their devices in a much more... Uh,
0: so, is anybody well, walking around here with an embedded chip in their wrist yet? Not yet. Not but yet. it's coming.
3: Uh, you know what? Uh, you're probably right. We have the Innovation Summit every year where we bring innovators to this stage. We've had about 60 companies uh, represented here. Uh, we've seen some really cool stuff. But Like? But, well, we had somebody who does a complete uh, a translation. We had another. Another one is optimizing. This is very interesting. They're uh, the charter boat industry, which is completely fragmented. Yeah, yeah. This is crazy
0: to me. I, I know what you're about to tell me mm-hmm. because, I, as you know, I, I yes, live on a you boat. Do. Yeah. I mean... Why would I ever? It's like the Airbnb for boats, you know. That's right. And it's, but why? My insurance company would kill me, right? I mean, how do you get over insurance and liability lending somebody your boat?
3: Well, the first thing she's doing actually, she's going out with, with charter operators. So they're in the business of chartering. So their, they already their have boats. their capital. That's correct. Okay. And they're, they're already out there. They're, they're public, right. but they don't have a way to distribute their inventory, to manage a demand, to, to, to you know, provide their supply to other aggregators. So they don't have, the have the a distribution, distribution platform. That's correct. And that's what she's really doing for them. Because, you know, there are the guys
0: who were at the Logan Airport one day, a couple of kids from MIT who saw all these cars parked there, and they wanted to do, like, basically the Airbnb for cars, um, you know, because all these cars were sitting doing nothing at airport parking lots. And, of course, that drove the traditional rental car companies absolutely batty yeah. because that was direct competition. Yep. And you know what? When you take a look at their business model, it makes <laughs> sense. I mean, now, if I'm driving a, uh, a Rolls-Royce or a Maserati, I'm probably not going to put it in that pool. But if I got a 1987 Taurus, hey,
3: anybody who wants to pay me money to drive it, you can have it. Why not? And and what she talked about today was that the charter industry, the boat charter industry, is highly inefficient. So there's there's a lot of times where they're not getting use of their boat. Demand. They mostly want to rent it for a week,
0: but doesn't that remind you of the of the early days of Jet Charter? Totally, highly inefficient, totally, exactly right. That started so, empty
3: legs, so she's creating some inefficiencies. She claims to have have increased their revenue per trip. She's claimed uh, all new trips, so they're taking three day trips and putting two three day, day trips together. So versus back to back, seven. yeah, absolutely. So highly highly uh, exciting, and she's uh, you know it's really interesting because you sit there and say, why didn't I think of that?
0: Yeah, have her call me. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, she might. She actually, might, that's if you, a, if you want to see. put your boat
0: out. That's a scary thought. Yeah. All right, moving right along, though, to a much more baseline consumer thing, who else is doing the innovation?
3: Well, I think some of the innovation is happening by the bigger brands, right? So if you see, we, we, have, uh, we just had Steve of TripAdvisor, on, and he talked about his instant booking. So they, they moved from uh, a, a, a site where you can get information, you can find mm-hmm. out about what people think, to all of a sudden right. an instant book environment. And one of the biggest announcements...
0: Well, wouldn't that be... Uh, that would stand a reason
3: for somebody like that, because that's how they make their money. Totally. But their biggest customers... Previously, were online travel agencies. So, all of a sudden, they're going to bite the hand that feeds them a little bit, right? And that, that, it took about a year. So, he, they announced that a year ago at our conference. A year later, Priceline had just said, you know what? We're going to sign up and we're going to get into the instant booking. Now, uh, Steve just said it was a compromise of the two brands. Let's figure it out and, and figure out if there's a way for us to compromise. But it, it was one of those instances where you say, you know what? They were in the business of feeding us business. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to take that business directly. I'm not sure. These two companies, two big, huge global brands, yeah. seem to have gotten over it. We'll see what it does to the rest of the Now, industry.
0: we've seen the consolidation in the airline business. We're, we're Now we're starting to see it now hotel, yeah. in the hotel yeah. business with with, yeah. uh, with the Marriott and Starwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also seeing it very much in the online travel agency business. I mean, with Expedia going on a shopping spree, yes. uh, buying mm-hmm. what, HomeAway, HomeAway that's right. buying uh, orbits.
3: What if they bought orbits yes. And Travelocity, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. at what point... Do we get to a point where they're controlling too much?
3: Well, you know, if you look at it, our statistics say that they've grown to the point where they're, they're, they're dominating about half of the online industry. However, online is still... In the minority of the total segment, right? So if you look at it and you said, okay, they're the biggest players in online, but there's still a lot of offline business that's happening. So there's still multiple ways, and I don't know that we're going to get too big. And there's plenty of other new innovations coming around, you know, online players that are coming around.
0: Sure, but still, someone could make the claim that they're setting a dangerous precedent, yes. because of what uh, using the airline model as an example.
3: You're going to end up with, you know, less, and, and is less the way to go. So now they, but you know, I think their orbits uh, deal was was agreed. The HomeAway one is a little bit different. So HomeAway, they were in the traditional hotel space. HomeAway is for vacation rental property. So right?
0: basically we're back to, to competing against Airbnb. Correct, correct.
3: And I think they were, they were, and all of the online players have a component of the, you know, uh, the rental community uh, built into their uh, offering, but Expedia did not. So this was kind of their answer to that. But, yes, they're, all, they're also looking out there saying, hey, Airbnb is there growing like a weed, and we need an answer to that.
0: So they've become for, uh, a fortress OTA.
3: Very true, very yeah. true. I mean, the the two big guys have clearly gotten bigger. So I don't I don't know that they're going anywhere anytime soon. It will be interesting to see if they well, the two big guys being Expedia and and uh, Priceline. Yeah. So those are the two monsters. And two different in the models.
0: Two different models. Well, because Priceline mostly being opaque.
1: Hello and welcome to Alaska Flight 438. We'd like to tell you now about some important safety features of this aircraft. The most important safety feature we have aboard this plane is the flight attendants. Please look at one now.
0: now is the CEO and the co-founder of Hipmunk. Uh, for those of you who don't know it, I'm sure he's going to explain it, Adam Goldstein. Hey, Adam. Hi there. I mean, when I walk around the convention floor here, I mean, there are so many different companies out there exhibiting. So many different new apps, new approaches, new, new promises about how they're going to help their passengers, right? From a, not a B2B perspective, but a B2C, because that's really who's listening to this show. What does Hipmunk do?
5: Hipmunk takes the agony out of searching for travel. If you've ever spent. But they all say that. Oh no, they don't say agony. See, Hipmunk sorts by agony, not by price. You can actually see the least agonizing result number one on your screen. Really? Yes.
0: Okay, give me an example.
5: Well, so, you know, let's suppose that you're going from, I don't know, New York to San Francisco. If you go on any of our competitors, they'll show you the cheapest flight first. Based just on fair. Based just on fair. Now, maybe you've had this experience where you get a page full of results that are all one stop, two stop, three stop flights. And you know how much you're going to save? $3. I know. But they show up first.
0: They show up first. I've seen one that's the 36-hour flight Yeah. because it's got a 19-hour layover and you save $8. Are you nuts? Exactly. So that's
5: that's our whole philosophy. Right. And in addition to that, we also search other things. So not just flights, but also trains and even private jets. Not just hotels, but also Airbnbs and vacation rentals. So you see it all in one place. Do you actually publish an agony index? Not an official one. But it's all. It's well, the share way that we share one with me now. Give oh me, man! Give me
0: Adam's agony index.
5: I once took a six-stop flight from uh, Manila <laughs> to San Francisco.
0: Okay, that that, that basically begs a three-letter question: Why? <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, it was really cheap, and I was in college, and that was uh, what I needed to do.
0: And that see, and therefore you learned that you don't want to do that anymore.
5: Bingo! That's where where Hitmonk came from.
0: So if I go on Hipmunk and say, "Hey, listen, I want to go from New York to San Francisco." You're not just going to be, it won't be based on price, it'll be based on agony?
5: Right, agony includes price, because of course, if it's Agony save, always includes price, exactly. what are you talking about? If you're going to spend, you know, if you're going to save $1,000 and it's only going to take you an hour longer, you're probably going to take that, Of right? course. But if it's going to save you $2 and it's going to take five hours longer forget about it
0: okay and you've done this for trains
5: too we've done it with trains and private jets too
0: let's talk about transfers how do you do it for trains in america where amtrak also stands for never on time
5: well th- that's true because you're, you're basing this on
0: scheduled time
5: uh, we're basing it on scheduled time but also based on other factors like you know number of connections and on time percentage and things like that. But, right. you know, there are certain routes in which Amtrak's actually on time just as much, if not more than the airlines, New York to Washington, for example.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I took an Amtrak train the other day, and I was so proud of myself. I was in Richmond, Virginia, and I needed to go from Richmond, Virginia back to New York. Yeah. Okay? I looked at the airline schedules. First of all, there are not a lot of flights from Richmond to New York. No, a few days. And the airfares were ridiculous. Yeah. Okay? I think, wait a minute. I can take the train. So I went online... And I went on the Amtrak site, yeah. and they have the Northeast Regional, which of course goes to Washington D.C. and then becomes the Northeast Regional that goes to Penn Station. Yep. That left at five in the morning, and got to Penn Station at one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But at four thirty in the morning, they do this train once a day. It's called the Silver Meteor. Yeah, it's like I feel like I'm in a you know a Gene Wilder movie, you know, <laughs> uh, with Richard Pryor. You yeah. It, it started. It starts in Miami yep. and gets to New York. Right. It takes yep. about a day and a half. But at 4.30 in the morning, it stops in Richmond, mm-hmm. you'll love the best part of the story, and gets to Penn Station at 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But here's the best part. Because it's the Silver Meteor, it has sleeping compartments. It yeah. has rooms with double beds and sinks and bathrooms and showers. Yeah. And the rate that I paid for that was less than I would have paid on the Northeast Regional. And I, got, and I got breakfast, too.
5: Yeah, and we search all that.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Okay, what's your least agonizing in your unofficial term, your least agonizing flight?
5: Yeah, that's how we start. We show you the least agonizing first.
0: Okay, so give me an example of your Hall of Fame least agonizing flight.
5: Oh, I mean, any flight that's convenient, you know, nonstop, has Wi-Fi, on time a lot of the time, and inexpensive, that's always going to win.
0: And keep in mind, the Department of Transportation publishes a monthly report that shows you, based on the flight and the route, which plane is on time 70% of the time, 40% of the time. I mean, there are actually flights out there that are are on time none of the time. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. How about that? They they come out of zero. Yeah. Why would you ever want to take that flight? Exactly. Especially if you want to make a connection. You're you're dead on arrival.
5: That's right.
0: Okay, so the bottom line is you also do alerts, though.
5: Yeah, so you can sign up for fare alerts. You can sign up for, um, you know, updates when there are great deals from your home. And we also rolled out a new feature yesterday where you don't even have to proactively sign up for alerts. You just get emailed automatically when we see you're taking a trip.
0: I love it. The agony and the ecstasy of Hipmunk.
3: If you are continuing on to another Southwest destination, please make sure that you check the monitors inside the terminal for your proper gate and flight information. If you are continuing on with another
1: airline, we really don't care.
0: staggering deal for 12.2 billion dollars Marriott buying Starwood and joining me now to talk about that I've known him, of course all these years as the uh, clinical professor at the school of hotel administration at Cornell University which is all things hotel by the way William Carroll how are you sir I'm doing great so that's a big deal
6: it is a big deal uh, and it it means significant returns, I think, for the for the hotel because they can rationalize their business, they can take advantage of scale economies, they can be more efficient with their marketing, they can be more effective with their distribution systems, uh, and so it is a it is a significant benefit. And
0: not too surprising, when you think about how many existing hotels are out there that are somewhat struggling in the world of Airbnb, somewhat struggling in terms of of, of inventory all over the place. Uh, something had to give right so it's really a question of
6: rationalization rationalization within the organizations how can i be more efficient how can i select the right property sets how can i offer them to the consumers to be more effective and offer better services right so i think it i think it's good from that standpoint Moreover, uh, yes, you have these new entrants into the marketplace. You also have the emergence of uh, uh, Waves and the Airbnbs, who are offering alternate lodging options.
0: But, they- now, but now let me be devil's advocate on this. Okay. Uh, if you take a look at all the brands that Marriott has, which, by the way, I challenge even the people at Marriott to tell me of them. They can't list them all. I, I, they have trouble remembering all of them. Starwood has a number of them as well, right? It's not just Starwood and St. Regis. It's it's uh, Sheridan, and it's uh, the luxury collection, et cetera. When you put all those together, if this is allowed to go through, because it's got some regulatory hurdles, although I, I challenge the U.S. Justice Department to make a single antitrust case in the last 20 years, but <laughs> let's assume that they don't, you can look at some cities and see the combined hotel operation controlling more than 50% of the room inventory in a particular city, From a consumer point of view, I have to raise a flag and say, is that healthy? Right.
6: Two points. From the consumer side, absolutely. Now you have the capability, if you are a major entity like that, to do more effective yield management from the standpoint of the prices that you offer and and the rationalization across the offerings to the consumer. But second, you can also have some significant control over the supply, both what types of properties you provide, how many rooms there are. So I think that you can expect more efficiency on the hotel side, and it will have some impact on pricing.
0: Well, I would argue it would have a lot of impact on pricing because – and that's one of your areas, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, take a situation where you – let's assume this goes through. And let's assume you have that 50% hold on all that inventory – and you happen to be in a city that's got the Super Bowl, or a Final Four, or a World Series, it is inevitable at that point that the prices are gonna become stratospheric.
6: I'm gonna answer that two ways, Peter. The first is in a near-term perspective, absolutely. You have much more control over the current inventory. But I've been studying the industry for some 20 years, and hotel suppliers always manage to increase the supply beyond the demand and make things worse
0: for themselves. They have when you had more competition absolutely but here's a situation where the only competition they have and we can really dig down deep here oh yeah at the one star level if you can define your brand i think you'll be okay at the five star level if you can define your brand you can be okay if you're a two or three star right now you got a problem yeah. and that's where sheridan had a problem i mean with all due respect to the to the hard-working folks at sheridan i will pose this rhetorical question how many people listening to this show get excited have an emotional connection about staying at a sheridan Would it be zero? So, so if you have a—that's where Starwood had a problem, because it had a brand that nobody was getting excited about, in a world in which people were going to get other value from other properties. Correct?
6: Absolutely. And I think that one of the downsides is determining or representing to consumer what is the value, what's the experience, what the proposition, what's the brand. And I think they'll struggle through that. They'll find a way through it. There are certainly efficiencies. And I think you're right about the pricing. Long term, though, we'll see whether supply continues to outstrip demand on the part of producers and suppliers or hotel
0: rooms. Well, I'll go one step beyond that, okay? I'll, I'll challenge you on this. All this, right. once this worse goes my th-
6: students, by the way. I certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> but once this goes through, if, assuming it goes through— yeah. And you have, like, a Marriott Residence Inn or a Marriott Courtyard Inn, and you have a Sheridan Four Points, what's to stop them from merging? Because you don't need both.
6: Well, it, not only does it, what's, the, what's to stop them from merging, what's to stop them from sharing information to improve the profitability across the whole portfolio? Get through
0: 121, contact support. Contact support, Base, go four, two, three. Adios. AMAX 403, contact Departure, adios. Over to Departure, gentlemen.
7: 171. Awesome job.
0: Right Conference, the 20th annual one, where everybody in the world that travel, especially in the online space, is showing up, all the travel providers, the movers, the shakers, the candlestick makers, if you will, and uh, lots of people to talk to. We've been doing that throughout the show, and uh, my next guest is certainly no exception to that. His name is Stephen Hafner. He's the CEO of Kayak. How are you, man? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Good. I mean, all the big players are here. You're the big player here. I mean, uh, I go on Kayak all the time. But you're not here just to talk about kayak. You're here to learn about what's going on in the business, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, I've been coming to this conference now for over 14 years, and it's it's a great place to meet other people who have the same passion for the industry that I do.
0: What's changing?
4: God, there's so much changing. But I mean, the biggest change is just the shift to the mobile platform.
0: Everybody's talking mobile, but let's define what mobile means. It's not just an iPad. It's not just my, my, my laptop. It could be my wristwatch. It could be Google Glasses by the time we're finished.
4: Yeah, I mean, for, for me and for Kayak, mobile is all about knowing identity, knowing location, and increasingly knowing payment capability. So we're trying to weave that into the services that we offer consumers to actually provide a better service. So it's not just about finding a great flight or hotel room or rental car, but actually while you're on your journey, what can
0: Kayak do for you? So we've gone from, and I'm, I'm hearing this as a pattern throughout the show, it's you're going from just being price-driven or price-related to value. That's
4: right. I mean, look, everyone's always wanted value. I mean, it's, it's price. And, but they
0: didn't know where to find it.
4: They knew where to find I mean, kayak makes it a lot easier. I mean, yeah. you used to have to work harder to, to get value. Kayak makes it a lot easier. But, but what's increasingly important is it's not about planning your trip so much anymore. It's about while you're on your trip, what can I do? What can kayak do to help you? And I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't enjoy interacting with people in a transactional setting. Really? Right? So, hey, if... If I walked See, in the dip- I'm all about
0: the conversation, like what we're doing right now.
4: I, no, I love talking to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love people. But, you know, I, I don't want to walk into a hotel lobby and check in. I want to walk into the hotel lobby and have the hotel tell me on my cell phone, hey, you're in room 203. Have a good, a good stay.
0: Right. Well, let me go back and, and, and be a little bit argumentative on that one. Sure, let's, right. let's all right. do it. If I'm, stay, if I'm only flying on a, on a, on a flight from uh, LaGuardia to Chicago every Monday at 8 o'clock in the morning on the same flight, I'll go to the kiosk right? Because I know exactly what I want and I get it. I don't have to talk to anybody, right? But if I have a complicated itinerary or a creative itinerary, or I want to make sure that I have a feather, feather pillow on my bed when I get to the hotel, wouldn't I want to have a conversation? I don't
4: think so. Because ultimately, if, if your travel patterns are known by your cell phone device that you always carry with you, you shouldn't even have to go to a kiosk, right. frankly, right? So all this, you know, the, the beauty of technology is we can automate everyday behavior in a way that makes your life frictionless.
0: Although it does bypass human interaction. No, it
4: allows human interaction to to transcend transactional stuff, to actually have relationship and experiential stuff.
0: Okay, I'll buy that. That's good enough. Although, I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm one of those guys who still likes tickets in my hand, okay? Because when the computer breaks, I'm the only guy who gets on the plane because I can actually prove it, right? So I'm at United Airlines a couple of weeks ago at LAX. And I had a ticket that needed to be rewritten. And there were like nine people behind the counter. And nobody was there. It was just me. So I walked up and said, who can help me rewrite a ticket? I said, oh, we don't know how to do that. We're only here to handle kiosk problems. I said, well, that's a problem because the kiosk is now the problem because you're not helping me. So, And what United Airlines is doing, like all the other airlines, they're trying to figure out how to get all these people out of a job so that it really all is driven that way.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're trying to get people out of a job. I think they're trying to. Well, that's cost. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're trying to re-engineer the whole process. And I would say that if if a kiosk is down or the technology system is down, more likely than not, the plane's not flying either.
0: Okay, although you know, the, the most serious plane crashes that have happened in the last couple of years have been when pilots depended on the machinery and didn't fly the plane. So, at a certain point, you want somebody actually to fly the plane.
4: Yeah, you'd like to have belt and suspenders on anything you do. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately it's about consumer choice. And if you want to interact with someone and you want to have a paper ticket, well, Peter, you're more than entitled to do that. <laughs> you know, I, I think if you talk to anyone who's younger than 30, perhaps. I, oh,
0: please, don't remind <laughs> me. <I> know.
4: <laughs> you know, they, the, the, the whole concept of a paper ticket is alien to them, right? right. So, I, you know, the Yankees, I, I live in New York, between New York and Miami. Right. Y- the Yankee Stadium is one of the few stadiums that still requires paper tickets. Everywhere else I go, I just hold up my cell phone.
0: Well, you see, and the reason why they probably do it is because they actually have, in their own demented view, the idea that if you have a paper ticket, you actually think you're going to a valuable game, <laughs> a game of value. Yeah, you didn't go to many Yankees no, games this no, year, you then. Didn't, no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely. Not. And the Mets almost did it, you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah they, the came Mets almost, no, they came close. They came close. The Cubs, I wanted the Cubs. I wanted the Cubs. But bottom line is. What you're re-engineering right now within your own site is not just the transaction of the ticket price or the hotel room price. It's going beyond that to the extra added essentials of, of value.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think if you look in terms of the people who are in the travel industry, and there's, it's, not, it's far broader than, than Kayak, what we're all trying to do is reduce the barriers to people traveling because I think fundamentally the world's a better place when, when people get to meet each other in, in, in cross cultures. You know, even, even with the recent events of, you know, a month or two ago and, and the terrorist attacks, fundamentally people should travel more. It, it broadens their horizons and I all, all the hassle involved with finding the right trip and checking in and upgrading and baggage claim and all that stuff. If we can just take that out of the system, I think people will travel more. And that's that's really why I'm in the business.
0: Well, especially if you can make the argument that the time that I save not doing that allows you to be more creative, allows you to have a more authentic, genuine experience. I'm I, Count me in, right? Hey, we're, we're trying. We're trying. Okay. And the bottom line is then, how do you do it in a way that I can ask the right questions online so that you can build that profile of me so that you know I want free Wi-Fi when I get to the hotel and I won't accept a hotel that doesn't have it or doesn't offer it, and I want to make sure that my kids can stay free or they can eat free or the the hotel will throw in free parking as opposed to just how much is the ticket gonna be.
4: Yeah, and the the tricky part is no one wants to go through a long questionnaire to tell a website or, or an application, all that stuff. What you want to do is you want to observe what consumers are actually doing and then based on what you observe, make a recommendation to them and present them a choice, right? So you know, what, the tricky thing that we're trying to do is, hey, when you're looking to go from LA to New York, there's hundreds of thousands of actual flight combinations. We want to give you three, right? Yeah. And let you choose among those three. And if you don't like those three, and then you swipe left or right and, and we'll give you another option, we can, we can learn from that.
0: And there you go. Yeah, we're trying. I love it. Stephen Hafner, the CEO of Kayak. How long have you been there now? Uh, 12 years. So they haven't found out. <laughs> <laughs> In, in, the, in the last ten seconds, we have, we have the biggest surprise. Biggest surprise from the conference? Yeah. Uh,
4: the, the, the poor quality of the food, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so basically, that can't help. That can't be helped online. You have to have a conversation with me. So maybe I could do something about it. And by the way, I agree.
7: We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor?
1: Howard, radio clearance over. That's Clarence over. Over. Roger. Huh?
0: My next guest is an old pal. I've, I've seen him all over the world. But most importantly, we see each other every once in a while in the state of Wisconsin, usually at a University of Wisconsin football game. And uh, he happens to be now the CEO of the Berkshire Hathaway Travel Protection Group, also based in Wisconsin. His name is Dean Sibley. Hey, Dean. How are you?
2: Hey, Peter. Thanks.
0: Uh, you know, you and I both know uh, John Noel very well, who who really started all this? Right. Um, and John and Noel came up with an interesting concept, and we talked about this on CBS. Uh, I've talked about this on the radio show before, and that is, what's the point of insurance that doesn't anticipate a problem? Uh, you've come up with a concept that you know. We, we had Arnie Weissman on the show earlier today, right. uh, talking about something called AirHelp, and AirHelp is, 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 is a website. It's probably also an app that. If you are denied boarding or if your plane is late or they lose your bags, they track all the regulations and actually go out there and get you compensation and take a commission, but it's money that you otherwise never would have seen, right? Right. You're almost doing the same thing.
2: Well, we're making it a little bit easier for people. The difference would be is that we're looking at things like what they are, flight delays that are, in their case, over three hours, in our case, over two. But we're just saying we're going to send you a fixed benefit, a check for your inconvenience. Automatically. Automatically. Automatically.
0: And that doesn't just apply to a delay, it applies to luggage. It
2: That's applies. right. Lost luggage, different amount, but higher amount or a cancellation.
0: Okay, so run it through for me. Okay, I'm Mrs. Schmidtlap going from New York to Chicago, and my plane is two and a half hours late. So within the DOT rule, they come back to the gate within two and a half hours, but it doesn't make my day. No. But if I have your protection, what happens?
2: Two really cool things. The first off is once you hit that two-hour point, We are tracking through what's going on with the airline so we know when a flight's delayed. And with our new... For any reason whatsoever. For any reason whatsoever. Even weather. Even weather. Now... Why why wouldn't I sign up then? Peter, you should be.
0: Well, I'm not (laughs) trying to sell this thing for you, but I mean, airlines always hide behind weather as an excuse for why they don't compensate you.
2: Correct. So, I mean, obviously when you book your trip, you can't anticipate that necessarily. You do have to buy it 24 hours in advance. But what will happen is... Will will determine that there was, in fact, a delay. You don't have to send something in to tell us that. will will have to fill out a form. Or correct. And so what happens is you give us your debit card. We can actually have it in your account within literally seconds. We also pay through other, you know, online vehicles, you know, PayPal and things like that. But
0: okay, so how much money cool. are we talking about?
2: Well, for a delay, it's, uh, I think, the current uh, is 75 For domestic and for international, it's, it's more than that. Um, and then for things like baggage, it can be up to 500 Now, the real winner, though, Peter, for you, is when you're sitting on the tarmac and you're there for two hours, you get the $1,000 pop. Explain. Th- so what happens is w- you'll be on the tarmac and as long- you're in the plane. It doesn't actually depart. And you sit there and you, let's say you wait for a thunderstorm. And they park you there and they don't let you off. There's been a lot of, you know, things in the paper about those kind of situations. If you have our insurance... You automatically are going to get a check or or, or a deposit for a thousand dollars.
0: Wow! So what I should really do is is pick, you know, like Dallas in the summer, <laughs> or Kansas when it's tornado season, and just book as many flights as I can. I can I can bankrupt your company. Well, and... you got
2: to be on the plane though. Oh yeah, well that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's sort of like you can't buy fire insurance after the fire is broken out
2: uh, correct you started mentioning that right you, that's you, right
0: it's sort of like hurricane insurance you can't buy weather insurance once a hurricane's been
2: named exactly or other perils as well you know obviously we've had a situation you know everybody knows about in France once something is known in general in the insurance world that's when it no longer is a um, sure insurable event
0: but you had to do a number a, a, a substantial amount of research to figure out if this was financially viable for you guys
2: correct yep and there are certain flights. I will tell you honestly, there are certain flights that are um, notorious. notoriously late. And we both you... said
0: the word "notorious" at the same <laughs> moment. Did you notice that? Because
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, we've been on those flights, I think. Yes, we have. Yeah. So um, there would be when you try and you know book the insurance for those flights, you'll get a nice little message saying, "Well, oh, I'm sorry, these these flights are not eligible for the cover," um, but. You know, there's very few that fall into that category.
0: Because if you look at the Department of Transportation, they will give you the list every month exactly. of the chronically late flights. You're looking at yes. the same list. Yes. So if there's a flight that's on time 0% of the time, chances are I can't insure that with you.
2: Yeah, not, not with the AirCare product. You could buy you know, some sort of cover through a traditional leisure package, but um, not the service that we're talking about.
0: Right. Okay, so how much does it cost?
2: Well, it's a great thing. In the United States, it's $34. Per if flight. You, no, per, well, per round trip. Right. Well, okay. Per ticket. Per ticket. Right. But if you're going international now from the United States, you're originating from here, you can buy cover for going abroad and coming back, and that's $44. Wow.
0: And that covers any airline?
2: Any airline. The other important part, Peter, the second part of that that I said is so important is you want assistance as well. So when you are sitting there or you're late or things like that, what you care most about is, let's say you go back to the gate and then you have to get in line with all the other people who are on your flight to try and get rebooked. We're, you guys do that? We do that through the assistance company. So you call us, you don't get in the line and we help get you going on whatever the best option is going to be.
0: Okay, so now let's talk about baggage because in my book there are two kinds of airline bags, carry-on and lost. so let's establish that. Okay, fine. But now, every once in a while you have to do something stupid like, check, check a bag. It. All right. Now, there's bags that are late, right. there are bags that are damaged, and there are bags that are lost forever, right. Right? so how does that break down with you guys?
2: So there's, there's two, as you say, just like uh, you articulated, there are kind of two different components for us. One would be as you're at the airport, you're waiting for your bag, and it doesn't show up. Okay? And, and there's a fixed period of time, I believe it's 90 minutes to two hours, that it doesn't show up. We're going to deposit right into your account $500 you can do things. And now with this... Okay, I'm checking bags from now on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you don't really want to win that one, though. <laughs> well, no,
0: but at least it's better than nothing.
2: It is better than nothing. And and the cool thing is now with this direct deposit option through your debit card, you can get that money while you're at the airport, you buy clothes, you can buy other things that you're going to need as part of your trip.
0: A, that's not including any other coverage you might be entitled
2: to. Correct. And then if that bag is ultimately proven to be lost and uh, then you know you're also eligible for another 500.
0: Now, what happens if the if the flight is canceled and you don't live in that city and you got to get a hotel room and you got to eat? Does this come into play?
2: Yes. So for the air care product, which yeah. is one we were referring to, you would get a payment if the flight's canceled. You get uh, in the United States, I think it's 200 or 250, and um, you then can spend that however you choose. It's a fixed benefit, but that allows us to adjudicate very quickly and get that money back into your account rather than understand how much did your hotel room cost? So right. if you're staying at a place that's less than that, you're taking that and paying for dinner.
0: And then again, that's over and above anything else you might be entitled to from right. the carrier themselves. From the
2: carrier themselves.
0: Wow. Okay. Right.
2: Now, if you had a standard leisure package, then it, of course, it would be the you know, traditional send in a claim. They're going to reimburse you for that. You don't have to
0: fill out any forms here. Correct. You're in the system. Yep. I like that idea. All right. Yeah. So now are people doing
2: this? yeah yeah many people doing it. Um, we have a direct site. Some people buy through travel agents, uh, some people buy through online sites. Um, we you know distribute it all different ways, uh, and we 're working on a few other new ways to distribute it.:
0: How about if the airlines is mean to you? Do you have coverage for that? <laughs>
2: No, unfortunately, there's no cover for the uh, meanness effect. And nowadays, you get a lot of that, unfortunately.
0: That's, I'm sorry. The, the meanness factor is so great, we can't cover you for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately... More the, the meanness
0: exclusion clause.
2: <laughs> Normally, it's not even the airline employees. It's the other people on the flight with you that are the worst ones.
0: How can I insure against that? Yeah. yeah.
1: There you go. Keep that going. This is flight 372 on SWA. The flight attendant's on board serving you today. Teresa in the middle, David in the back. My name is David, and I'm here to tell you that. Shortly after takeoff, first things first, there's soft drinks and coffee to quench your thirst. But if you want another kind of drink, then just holler. Alcoholic beverages will be $4. If a Monster Energy drink is your plan, that'll be $3. and you get the whole can. We won't take your cash. You got to pay with plastic. If you have a coupon, then that's fantastic.
0: Joining me now, we've been besieged with great CEOs and presidents at this conference. Everybody's here, including my next guest, Darren Houston, who's the president and CEO of Priceline. Yeah. Hey Peter, how are you? And booking.com. That I throw and that in? And booking.com and OpenTable. Okay, stop. <laughs> You're gone too far now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how I mean I remember the old days of Priceline. Yeah. Right? And it seems like it was just yesterday, but it wasn't. Yeah. How far back does it go?
7: Oh, back to the mid nineties. So we're
0: twenty years now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, an opaque site. Yeah. Uh, everybody bidding, yep. having fun, trying to scam it, trying yep. to game it, yep. right? You're still opaque, Yeah, and you're and, and it's still going.
7: Yeah, it's still going. But
0: what's changed?
7: Well, the Internet's changed a lot since that time, Peter. I mean, back then, the Internet was full of gimmicks and these kind of things. And, and after the big crash, which was 99, 2000, the Internet Which became, crash? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The big one yeah. in the Internet terms. Um, and uh, then the Internet became a lot about scaled transactions, and things that were previously opaque became retail… And, uh, and that's when Priceline was also reinvented. Back in the old days, you could bid on gasoline, life insurance, you know, all sorts of things. And
0: you could bid on William Shatner. You
7: could bid on William Shatner. Yeah. You could bid on almost anything. And then after the big crash, Priceline became very focused on travel. And after that, it's built up an amazing portfolio of products, including Priceline.com, where you can still name your own price, but also a bunch of bunch of sites that sell retail transactions
0: so that's still the focus
7: yeah and that still is the focus we're the world's largest market cap company in travel and it's all internet and we have kayak open table booking.com is our biggest business priceline.com uh, rentalcars.com and that's that's what we do
0: now we've seen so much consolidation in the travel industry over yeah. the last what 10 years we used to have eight major airlines now we have four yeah. Uh, we've just seen the, the the transaction, at least the proposed transaction of Marriott to buy Starwood for yeah. 12.2 billion dollars, right? Yeah. Uh, we see a cruise line consolidation. Yeah. What's happening in the OTAs?
7: Well, I'd say we're also going through a, a process of consolidation. Uh, you know, for us, we're we're the largest player from a market cap standpoint. Recently. And then you're
0: followed up by Expedia, I would Yeah, assume.
7: and then Expedia. So we, and they've
0: been on a shopping spree. And
7: they've been on a shopping spree. I would consider their shopping spree a little more consolidation. They're buying similar brands and changing the back office, etc. Ours has been buying companies like Kayak and OpenTable. So what we're doing is buying really best-in-class consumer value propositions that can complement our strength in other parts of travel, so we're trying to build out a portfolio of specialty stores.
0: Now, the one thing that you're doing that I thought was interesting is because it, it deals with another sort of class of service, which yeah. is Booking.com in terms of the yeah. villas. Yeah, exactly. You know, the villa market, uh, I could name on, on the on the fingers of one hand the n- the number of companies that were doing that maybe three years ago. Yeah, and they were doing it in a very small sort of like you know, boutique yeah. way. Yeah, right? exactly. That's not what you're doing.
7: Well, we you know we started out being the world's largest place to book hotels. And it was a few years ago we got into alternative accommodations. So now on Booking.com, you can book B&Bs, you can book igloos, tree houses. Yeah, you know, all various types of accommodation. What's the
0: weirdest thing you can book?
7: I'd say the weirdest thing is probably an igloo. Um, and uh, if you You've haven't got a short had the exper- shelf
0: life in the summer,
7: yeah. And if you yeah. haven't had the experience, you should try it. Um, it's very refreshing. Have you, have you done it? I have not done it yet. But so you tell me to try it, but you list. haven't done it. Yeah, I just hear good stories. I go off my <laughs> consumers' reviews. It's an amazing thing. But uh, but no, we went from hotels to other forms of alternative accommodation, and the vacation rental market is just an amazing. You know, very high friction, difficult thing to book, but we're in there trying to transform the industry and make it as easy to book a home as it is to a hotel room.
0: Well, you know, if you've got five or six friends or five or six couples, it becomes an an economically viable alternative because you're booking the entire house, and some of those houses come with staffs.
7: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're a a family and say you're going to Barcelona, you could get like four double rooms at a hotel, or you can go get a, a huge home on the ocean. It's good for families. It's good for groups of friends. It's just
0: unless they're dysfunctional families.
7: Unless they're dysfunctional and cause a lot of damage, that's not a good thing. Exactly. Uh, but but it's a good bargain. I mean for but the problem with if you run
0: the numbers it is.
7: Yeah, it is. And it's just it's just been an area that's been difficult to book. You had to give deposits, you had to send emails back and forth, all of these things. What we're trying to do is make it as easy to book that vacation home as you would, you know, booking a hotel room in a, in a local hotel.
0: And for the owner of that villa, yeah. they're, they're getting volume that they never got before.
7: Exactly. Because it's been so hard and because there's been a lot of trust issues in booking vacation rentals, the fact that a bunch of us are going into the space is great news for vacation home owners because we have tremendous amount of demand of people who want to stay in this kind of product. And we're going to hopefully work with people to bring them into the modern age of e-commerce. You've been listening to Peter Greenberg Worldwide. Catch us each week as we
4: broadcast from a new location somewhere around the world.
0: If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.
1: From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.
4: Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45,
1: Divaya Daris.
7: What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did